welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ, episode 174. It's your boy, A-Dub. Hey, your boy, it's Trizzy. What's good, Slack family? Welcome back. Welcome back. We in the building, running a little bit late, but that's okay. That's not like there's anything too new. Uh, we already got some slackers in the building uh, beating us to the punch. want to welcome everybody in the show. Let's go ahead and do a rounds real quick. We got Moms. Happy Tuesday. We got Kelly. Happy Tuesday as well. Grace in the building. She said, final show of 2022. Great job, you three. Thank you very much, Grace. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. Already, uh, 2022 is uh, over just, just that fast. So um, Seriously, it's crazy. Very crazy. But we did uh, pretty good. We, we stayed consistent, kept our streak alive. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, we'll hit 200 next year, I think, at some point. So oh, yeah. that's look forward to. Uh, but thank you, Grace, for being in the building. Thank you, Unc, for being here. Hello, hello. For sure. We got Anthony Wesson as well was good. What's and good, then we huh? got Pops. Good evening. First time. <laughs> Another goat. That's what's up. Pops <laughs> is the goat, especially of this debate shit. So uh, I, I can't wait. We got to get Pops back on the on the show uh, uh, pretty soon here, too. So. Oh, yeah. But thank you guys all for being in the in the building. Um, we're going to go ahead and get it get it popping here in just a second. But before we do, Strizzy, I did want to ask you, uh, how how was your holiday uh, this week and how are you doing? Just, just a quick check in. Oh yeah, man. I'll check with you too, man. But um, yeah, man, it was it was cool, man. Um, you know, just spending time with family, watching the girls, you know, do their thing, open up their gifts and all that all that fun stuff. So it's all it's always chill, you know what I'm saying? Pockets empty, but you know, it's worth it. <laughs> what about you? Uh same, same, you know. Um that budget's always looking a little bit different after, you know what I'm saying, after everything falls, but it's all good. Um had had a really great time this year with family. Things were a little bit different. We had like more celebrations to be at. So uh, we had to be on the road a little bit to make sure we made all, all the stops we needed to. But it was yeah. really great. We had to have we got to have like a lot of like miniature celebrations, you know what I'm saying? So it was it was good. Um, and then and then definitely seeing seeing the nephews, you know, have fun with, with their toys and stuff. That's what it's all about for me. Yeah. You know, for sure. So that was good. And then lots of uh, lots of treats, you know, what I'm saying lots of good cookies, homemade stuff. So I uh, got some empanadas from my boy as well. So I appreciate yeah. that. That it's was definitely fire, man. We gotta we gotta bake more often, honestly. Like I'm like, you know, we don't have to wait until just you know the end of the year. You know, <laughs> Thanksgiving and, and, and uh, Christmas, real. you know. But we gotta we gotta get we gotta get baking all through the year. Um, yeah. Kelly said, "Empty pockets definitely worth it for, <laughs> for sure." So, but that was uh, that was like our little holiday recap. Hopefully, everybody out there had a great holiday. Um, you know, wishing nothing but. The best for you and yours, and then also, um, you know, into into this weekend's holiday and in, in celebrating the new year. So, yeah, um, definitely lots to look forward to. But let's go ahead and get things popping. We're gonna uh, bring up our bring up our graphics here, and uh, we'll get into our first topic of the day. What's up next? Oh, let's check it out, man, real quick. How tuned to NFL, NFL talk. talk? Let's get it. All right, NFL talk. We just uh, wrapped up week 16 last night. Monday Night Football last night was the end of week 16. We have two more weeks to go, which is crazy to think about. Um, but we're going to look at the scoreboard real quick before we get into some playoff scenarios and some breaking news. Um, Strizzy, any games that um, caught you off guard this week or that kind of stood out to you over the um, over the Christmas Day and Christmas Eve games? <laughs> That butt kicking that L.A. gave the Broncos, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> that oh, was, yeah. That honestly, was crazy. Yeah, you're good. Now, that one, I, honestly, that one surprised me the most. Not even so much that they beat them because it was really a game of, you know, two, two kind of rough teams this year, you know what I mean? But it was just how bad, like, 
Right. <laughs> you know, Baker Mayfield was very, you know, 57 points he put up against the Broncos. But, you know, this wasn't that good defense, too. Uh, poor offense. So that, that was crazy. Um, I love I love the Panthers winning. Keeps them in, keeps them in line for that division win. Just sucks. It's like when the Panthers lost, Bucks lost, and every time the Panthers win, you know, what I'm saying Bucks win. So they're not they're not making it easier for us to catch that division. But really happy to see what they did against the the Lions. I mean, they crazy over 300 yards rushing, another 250 passing through the air. I think we had you know 200 something rushing yards in the first half. You know, what I mean, it, it was crazy. So um, huge shout out to the boys. They they played a hell of a game. They did. Um, yeah, that one that one surprised me too. But I, I I do hope you know Wilkes. We've talked about this, but I do hope he gets the job. I feel like what's going on with the Panthers is stuff to build on into next year, even if they don't make the playoffs. For but sure. The fact that they're alive in the playoff race and potentially in the division for that one, that's really dope, man. So that's really yeah. exciting. Almost he's, he's definitely after deserving, like week he, seven. So yeah, but he's definitely deserving. I, I hope that you know, you know what he was able to do with the midseason coming up. You know. Bad coaching. It's just everything, you know what I mean, to build off what he's been a build off. It'd be nice to see what he can do with the full offseason and, and a draft under his belt. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know, man. I, I really like the direction of going. And he, ha- and he has the locker room. Like, literally everybody is basically advocating for that job for him. So, um, you know, if you have the locker room, your boys are going to play a little bit harder for you every week. So, they're they're playing really hard for him. So, uh, it's, it's going to be hard, though. You know what I mean? Both the our last two games are both away games. We have to go two. Uh, to Tampa, and we also have to go to New Orleans uh, in order to uh, win both of those to get the division. But we do have um, uh, the the best division record in our division. So as long as we went out, we win the division. So uh, it's still going to be really, really tough. But yeah. kind of like you said, man, winner, winner, playoffs or not, like I, I, I like what we're looking forward to next season. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, let's see. Wanna, before we get into too many more games, want to welcome Stephanie Washington in the show. Hey, hey. Um, hope you had a great uh, Christmas holiday um, out there in Vegas, and also hope you enjoyed that that uh, Cowboys victory on Christmas Eve. I, I did want to talk about that one a little bit. It was pretty good. The Cowboys defense came through when they needed to, but they're still giving up a lot of points, even though the Eagles had their backup quarterback. But it was fun um, that you know they were able to to win that game. Mm-hmm. We talked about it last week. You know that meaning a lot more to the Cowboys than the Eagles. Um, but the Cowboys technically still alive to get the um, to win their division too, depending on what happens over these next couple uh, games. Yeah. Um, but but I I don't know. I'm still feeling nervous. I can't get too excited yet. Like um, I just like though that Dak was sharp after that first interception. Like the first interception was inexplicable. Just threw it right to the other guy. But <laughs> yeah. uh, after that, he definitely sharpened up and, and did what we had to do to kind of secure that game. But that was a, an interesting one for sure. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, he he definitely sharpened up. Dak won that game for them. They they really bottled up uh, the running the Cowboys running game. You know what I mean? So, um, but I think the scary part about it is Jalen Hurts doesn't make those same turnovers. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what I mean? So they have, so they have to be even better the next time they play him. So, um, you know, they can still do it. The, the you know it's still it's still alive. I feel like the Eagles team as a whole is still really good. So. Even these last two weeks, even if Hurts doesn't play, I think Minshew with with that team, they probably still went out. You know what I mean? But right. well, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, they'll, yeah, I think they'll see each other again in the playoffs in the uh, the second game. I think so too. I, I agree. Um, Kelly said Rams gave Mom a big gift. Most definitely, that was like their Christmas miracle. You know that oh, might have yeah. been <laughs> that might have been pretty much it for the the season for them. 
I definitely was it for some of the Broncos uh, personnel for, for them. We'll talk about that a little bit more here in a second. Uh, yeah. Anthony Weston also put in here Chiefs from 1960 to 2017. They only had five 12-win seasons. And now from 2018 to this year, five 12-win seasons. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Talk about changing the franchise and, 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 and you know. And now the Chiefs got all you guys, uh, like Anthony Weston and, and, and Bobby and all you Chiefs fans, extra spoiled now. Because <laughs> yeah. now every year is 12 wins or bust, you know, playoffs or bust, AFC Championship or bust. But um, it just, it, just it really goes to show, man, like how good of a coach Andy Reid is. You know what I mean? Like think about all, you know, the, the, the big win seasons that he had with the Eagles too. You know what I mean? And True. He the Super Bowl with them as well, so. You know, we talk a lot about like the Bill Belichick's and the Kyle Shanahan's, but I, I feel like we don't talk about Andy Reid enough because he's he's a big, big time, really, really good coach as well. Yeah, agreed. He, he is. I think it's interesting that he hasn't walked away yet, though. But hopefully, maybe yeah. one more Super Bowl or two uh, for Anthony Weston and, and all the Chiefs fans out there, and then maybe he can he can ride off into the sunset. For um, sure. I think he wants one more. Yeah. Um, the Jags Jets um, last Thursday was a good one. The Jags are still alive in the in the AFC South, and they're kind of putting together over the past month or so, um, you know, some good football. Um, it's interesting to see how they've put, you know, work with their draft picks and kind of turn the franchise around. And then Doug Peterson being a good hire for them, so that was a pretty good result. Um, the Bengals Patriots, man, the Patriots defense is playing so great, but their offense always finds a way to give it away late. Um, with the fumble, they they had a chance to to win that game potentially, um, so that that was a close one. But um, you know, got to give credit to Bill Belichick for keeping his guys uh, in the games, even though they're usually outmanned, outmatched. So definitely, I think the jet, I think the Jets too. Like for some reason, man, like Wilson just doesn't move the offense well enough. So if their run game's not moving, they're not moving either. I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, depending on where they land in the draft, you know what I mean? If they start looking for someone to back him, if they're not going to move forward with Mike White. But I, I just feel like Zach Wilson's days as a starting quarterback are very, very numbered. Agreed, yeah. Um, Mike White was cleared for the rest of the year, so it doesn't look like we'll see Wilson. And it's crazy, though. We talk about this every year, too, with the draft, right? And it's like, there's these, this guy's a franchise quarterback. This guy's a can't miss and stuff. And they say that about three or four or five guys every year. <laughs> yeah. But really, it's not that easy to find a, a bona fide quarterback. Just got to get lucky. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of got to get lucky. Exactly. Yeah, agreed. Um, um, Anthony Weston asked, what's going on with the Titans, though? I did actually pick the Texans because they have been building some really solid performances. And the mm -hmm. Titans – I think that their main problem is they just can't score the ball. If they don't have um, turnovers on defense or short field, they can't really score the ball. Um, and I, I think I think they're definitely on the downside, though. What are your thoughts on the Titans right now? Same, man. You know, you know what it is? I, I was saying a long time ago, it's like you, you do everything you can to stop Derrick Henry, and it makes them easier to beat. And as long as you can get physical with him, you know that the, they they're they're so one dimensional. You know what I mean. So yeah. you know until they figure something out where they can start being a little bit more two dimensional, allowing their quarterback to get to the receivers a little bit, they're kind of found out. You know what I mean. I think a lot of teams kind of found them out. I think the uh, the Ravens I think exposed them. I think it, I can't remember if it was last year. Or this, I think it was last season. I think the Ravens exposed them a little bit. And once they did, teams started playing them a little bit differently. So um, they'll they'll change some things. I think they still have a great coaching staff. Still one of the greatest running backs in the league right now, but. Um, I think they just kind of got found out a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So they'll right. back to the drawing board a little bit, but uh, you know, that division's not as weak as it's been. The Jaguars are up and coming, you know what I mean? And 
Colts will figure it out. They still have a great running back. I would say a decent offensive line, but for some reason they're not performing very well. Maybe it's just injuries or whatever. But yeah. you know, divisions change every year, man. They gotta they gotta switch it up too. Agreed. Yeah. No, I agree. Anthony Weston also put in there they should have kept Brown. That did help them when they were in those, you know, uh, clear and obvious passing situations to have yeah. a guy that they could just throw the ball up to and he'll go get it. For sure. For but sure. Yeah. Losing him was huge. Yeah. Like you said, though, they were kind of found out, but it was like last year or certain times, it doesn't matter that they were found out because they were still good enough to get four or five yards of carry, you know? Oh, yeah, for um, sure. But it's just for not sure. working the same, yeah, this year, like you said. Yep. Pops asked about Mike White and the Jets. Why don't they call the same place for Wilson? I don't know, you know? I think that they tried early in the year, but I do think, like you said, Strizzy, I feel like that their mind, that that coaching staff is just kind of, their mind's kind of made up yeah. that, that he's not that guy. The funny thing is, I think the thing is, they were. You know what I mean? They were. So they were definitely running the same plays for Wilson. The problem was he just wasn't making those plays. You remember they had that that great ground game at the beginning of the season. So Zach didn't have to do too much, right? And then when they lost him for the season, then it was like, all right, Zach, we need you to do a little bit more. And it just wasn't working. You know, they had Garrett Wilson, their, their big time, you know, uh, first round pick receiver. And he wasn't getting the ball at all. And then you get you plug Mike White and all of a sudden Zach or Garrett Wilson has two of his best games as a pro. You know what I mean? Two in the first game he had two touchdowns over like almost 200 yards receiving. The next game after that, he had you know over a hundred yards receiving another touchdown. And then as soon as they went back to Zach Wilson, kind of had another you know, kind of a dud dud again. So it was like right. so I think I think the coach was basically like, All right, what can I do to make Zach Wilson um you know, comfortable, and part of that was taking some of the plays that they would normally run out. So I think I think that's what it was. I, I I can't say for sure, pops, but I think that's what it was a little bit. I think they just like, what can we do to let Zach be successful, and it still just wasn't necessarily working. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then when they see you know that comparison to Mike White when he came in and did it, they're like, okay, well, it's you must be the problem, right? Um, it does suck though that that Brees Hall went down like that because the Jets were on a very good trajectory, um, you know, with that running game. And when things fell apart, it just didn't work there. Um, Pop says Wilson is so much more talented than White, not even close. Wilson made need a change of scenery. Yeah, it's like that, but it's scary that he could go different routes, right? He might end up doing well with the change of scenery, or he might end up like, um, homeboy from Cal, Josh Rosen, right? That just yeah. like. You you miss on your first couple of stops and then that's it. So right, that's a that's an interesting one. Um, it's crazy as a quarterback, you only get so many years before you kind of get dropped off at the wayside. You know what I mean? So right. if he does get a change of scenery, it's kind of like Baker, right? Like you better make do with it. Or even Sam Darnold, same spot, Jets. Like you better make do with it or else you're out. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's see. Anthony Weston was saying about identical numbers to Alex Smith. It's just, yeah, it's about the expectation of what you're being asked to do. Because just like we saw, his play in the first five weeks of the season was perfect. But then, you know, it's, that's not good enough anymore. So um, interesting there. I think we'll go ahead and move on. Um, oh, I did want to mention, though, the, the, the Giants-Vikings game. That was a really good game. Came down to a, um, a long field goal. Yeah. But um, I got to give credit to the Giants. They're just hanging in there. And they're playing really good football considering that they're just not – seemingly as talented as some of the other teams that they're going up against, but they're just right. figuring it out. So 
Right. I hate to give them credit. Um, Mar- Marcus would say, don't give them no credit if, if he was here. <laughs> I feel like, you know what, though? I feel like that's coaching, man. You know, the I, I keep forgetting his name, but he, he was the offensive coordinator for for the Bills last year. Gable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's coaching, man. You you find a good coach, you find ways to win, regardless of who you got around you. So they're, they're finding ways to win and stay close. But, you know. Getting close to the end of the season, they got to win some more games. I think to get into the playoffs, but they're they're right there. They're on the cusp. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, move into. We're going to jump into the the second part of uh, NFL talk, which we'll, we'll just go over some breaking news and then, or not breaking news, but some news from around the league, and then also go through the playoff scenarios. Um, Pops did mention Tua out again. This is his third time in concussion protocol this year. They're saying he still has potentially time to get cleared before this weekend's matchup, but I don't really like it. Uh, I'm not sure if he actually will come back, but I'm kind of hoping he doesn't. I think this is just uh, too frequent at this point. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, on Tua? Man, this is what it, it's you know what's crazy is that it's his third concussion, but it's only his second time in protocol. Oh, you know, you're right. You're right. Because the first time they, he didn't make, yeah. Yeah, they, they messed up the first time. And you know what I mean? It's just scary, man. You know what I mean? Like, they they failed again. Like, if he was in concussion protocol, you know what I mean? And they kept him in the game again. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're going to get this They're gonna get this young man killed, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's really, really scary. Uh, concussions are a very serious thing. And, like, you know, a little bit of bias. But, you know, you look at number-wise, Luke Keekley's one of the greatest linebackers during his time and his tenure as a, as a, as a player in the NFL. And, he made the decision to retire early because of concussions. You know what I mean? And two of us had three this season. You know what I mean? Like that's that I don't know. It's just it's insane. And that last hit, man, could be your last. And uh yeah. I, I'm with you. I hope they don't I, I hope he sits out. I get it. You're on the cusp of making the playoffs. You, you wanna you you believe you're the best option for your team to win, but your life's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like it's just not worth it. Yeah, I agree. Um Pop says, yeah, he's uh, done. Um, Anthony Weston, they're going to sit him. It's going to look bad if he goes out there again. Stephanie Washington says, uh, man, C- CTE is real. For and real. that's true. Um, so hopefully he, he takes a second to to think about that, but I don't know. Like I feel from his perspective, he's going to be like, what's the difference if I play tomorrow or in two years or something? I yeah. think he, he's going to want to get out there, but um, I just would hate to see something very, you know, even more serious than what's already happened happened to him and and he has become like the poster child for concussion protocol in the NFL. And, uh, you know, that was like the big story earlier this year. So to see him in the con- concussion protocol again is, is not cool. So, yep. um, some other things, JJ Watt, uh, JJ Watt announced his retirement today in kind of a, a shocking fashion, but kind of a cool fashion. You know, he posted a picture of his, his son at the game on, on Sunday on Christmas day and yeah. basically said, you know, his son's first game, his last home game, and, um, you know, kind of use that way to to uh, announce his retirement. He'll have two more games left. But I'm, my question, I guess, is the first question that comes to everybody in mind, is he a Hall of Famer, yes or no? I guess I guess he is. He will be. He'll get in. You know, it's tough because he played for the Texans for so long and not very many good seasons. You know what I mean? Probably more bad seasons than good ones, honestly. Right. But, you know, it's always individual numbers. He has multiple sack-leading seasons. He has multiple defensive players of the year. You know what I mean? Um, so, and, who you know, who doesn't love J.J. Watt? You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's like he'll get in, 
Um, but, you know, I think yeah, Anthony just said, too, injuries hurt some numbers. You know what I mean? So maybe not first ballot, but I think eventually he gets in. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, um, like you said, it comes out of the likability factor, honestly, to go on top of what he's done. <laughs> exactly. You can have some other players with similar career numbers, but not maybe not as likable, you know, maybe not always the captain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not the, the big personality off the field. Also with his brothers and it being like a football family thing, I feel like all that just kind of adds to, you know, um, his like legend, if you will, or the mystique yeah. of, of J.J. Watt. If you break it down, uh, you know, obviously he was a beast early on in his career, had some really yeah. great numbers, but, um, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know if he, if he would match up to the Hall of Fame resume of some other DNs in there. But I do think he will get in, you know, especially yeah. for like a modern day player. So um, Pop says uh, for sure, only one of four players to have 20 plus sacks and he did it twice. Yeah. Great point. Okay. I, I was just going to say, I know the positions are different, you know, say that Calvin Johnson got in, you know what I mean? And and don't get me wrong, Megatron's one of my favorite receivers all time. But same thing, a lot of injuries, concussion stuff, missed a lot of games, but still a beast. So, like, you know, it's just like ability, you know, love for the, you know, it's it's, yeah, it, there's a lot more that go in goes into the Hall of Fame now than just like stats or just championships. Stats. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So he'll he'll get in. Pop pops is right. He'll get in. Agreed. I will see if it's gonna be first ballot or if he'll have to wait a little bit. But yeah, um, definitely, uh, you know, definitely kudos to him though for going out kind of on top too before he got too far down. You know. Yeah. Um. um so so that's that's legit. Don't want to overstay your welcome. Um, speaking of overstaying his welcome, Nathaniel Hackett, even though his welcome was not long, he had less than a year as a head coach, but it went horribly bad. And I think that the Broncos wanted to just go ahead and get a, a head start on the new coaching search. So they jumped jumped out there and, and made the first uh, a fire of this year. Well, not the first fire of this year, the second one, I guess. Yeah. Panthers, the Panthers got ahead too. But, um, yeah. but yeah, what do you think, though, with the Broncos now? What's next for them? They did mention that um, today the GM said that uh, – that you know Russell Wilson is quote unquote fixable. Um I, I would take offense to that if I'm Russell Wilson, but oh, yeah. I know he's a nice guy. But what oh, did yeah. you what do you think about the state of the state of the Broncos after they're uh firing Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah man you know it's kind of crazy with only two games left to fire him but like you said trying to get ahead of it but I also think a big part of that is that, you know just the the constant fighting on the the sidelines like he's completely lost the team um and you know you still have great defensive players. You still you still look at your your team and you're like, okay, we have a good running back that we just drafted this year. We still have Cortland Sutton and and uh, you know the the uh, what's the case on the other side of the ball with the receivers, right? Jerry so Jerry, it's yeah. like you know I I feel like Sean Payton's got a, a really good candidate for that team if they could convince him to come back and coach for him. You know what I mean? He's used to short quarterbacks. He, you get more of a mobile one with with Russell Wilson than say Drew Brees was. So if anybody can could fix Russ, it's probably Sean Payton, you know what I mean? So um I think it really, really depends on the coach what coach they get and if they could actually really kind of fix this team. But you know, even with a bad coach, you still would have thought they would have been better this year. You know what I mean? Right. So <clears throat> right. So who knows? Yeah, and that's what Anthony I think is alluding to too. Are we sure it was a hundred percent hack it? I don't yeah. think a hundred percent for sure. Not but somebody all. had to pay for what was going on. I feel like they just had to make a move. Uh, just yep. to at least show their fans that they were still going to continue to try. So, yeah. Um, let's see um, the playoff scenarios. I, I want to get your thoughts on, on a returning player to the Panthers to close it out. But the playoff scenarios, real quick: um, the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Bengals all clinched playoff spots this week on the AFC side. 
The NFC side stayed unchanged, but there were some new people that came into the fringe. Uh, the Giants, the Commanders, the Bucks, and the Dolphins all have a chance to clinch a playoff spot with victories and, and some little things this weekend. And then we added some more people to the elimination game. The Browns, the Colts, and the Falcons officially eliminated uh, from the playoff scenario. So hopefully uh, our teams continue to stay out of the gray. But um, if, if your Panthers can win this weekend, then they will be in that fringe uh, yep. to, to potentially get in on the last week. Um, yep. So we'll, we'll see how that works. The Broncos – I mean, sorry, not the Broncos. The Dolphins, they are playing for that spot. So I do think what we were talking about earlier that that – might um, influence the Tua decision, but um, True. but we'll see. Um, let's see. Anthony Weston mentioning the Broncos. That job isn't as attractive as Cardinals or Colts. No draft cap- capital, bad quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that they'll figure it out, though. So um, we'll see. And then also Anthony Weston with some other playoff scenarios. Packers went out if they, if they went out, if are in. If Washington or Giants lose one, my bad. Sorry, I read that wrong. But <laughs> yeah, if the Packers win out, they have a chance to win in, get in. If the Washington or the Giants lose one game, which I think that that'll happen definitely between the Giants and the Commanders. It's just if the Packers can win out, uh, they sure. got a big one against the Vikings this weekend. So we'll see. We'll definitely. see what they can do there. Um, let's see though. I, I do want to hear your thoughts on on um, Josh Norman returning to the Panthers or what you think that means, if anything. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily a huge fan, especially because our DBs have actually been playing really well. Yeah, I mean, like, it, for the most part, um, Henderson's actually been having a better season than we thought he'd be having. Um, you already know how I feel about J.C. Horn. That that kid's clamps. You know, so he's literally, you know, say like, number one or number two in, in the uh, – in, like, all cornerback scenarios this year right now. So he's an absolute monster. Um, I, I think they're trying to do it just a little bit to try to, you know, bring in – you know, a veteran guy against the Bucks, you know, because they do have, you know, a chance at winning the division if they can beat the Buccaneers. Um, and, you know, Bucks have been getting getting down early and then somehow Tom Brady comes in and, uh, you know, kind of gets them back in it late in these games. So, you know, first half of these games, Tom has like 120 passing yards and somehow ends with 270. So, you know what I mean? I think they're, I think they're doing it for this scenario in particular, but not really sure how I feel about it. He hasn't really played all year. You know what I mean? So being in shape, being in football shape are two different things. So it, it also worries me a little bit on him getting burned. So not a, not a huge fan about it, but he does know Wilkes. He does know his his uh, defensive scheme. So if, if you could plug somebody in, and if we're being completely honest, Norman did have his best season as a cornerback um, with, with that team and that defensive scheme. So um, – I mean, hell, that's what got him paid when he went off to uh, what's it called? So, yeah, you know, if he can come back and just be somewhat of the Josh Norman he was in 2015, awesome. But I, I, I don't think so. So we'll, I don't know. <laughs> right, that was a long time ago, and yeah, yeah um, as Anthony West said, Horn is hurt; he's banged up. So yeah, he is just adding that depth. But it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, if he's coming in with the understanding of like his role and potentially just being like an extra coach out there and somebody that's smart, like you said, that doesn't have to be taught too much. Yeah. Um, we'll see what they get out of him, but yeah, I think I was like, yeah, hopefully he doesn't have to make too big of an impact. They can just like yeah. slide some other people up. So, yeah, we'll see. But all right, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for NFL talk. Um, we'll go ahead and keep this this train moving uh, forward with uh, a couple other quick topics um, before we wrap out the show. So here we go. <sighs> Thank you.
All right, NBA talk. So a quick NBA talk. We did have the Christmas Day games, and it was a lot of fun to to, to kind of have that in the background. I did get to watch some of the Lakers game. They, they came out firing a little bit early, uh, but struggled late. Um, and as LeBron said, you know, life is kind of tough without AD for them right now. But something interesting also happened on Sunday at the Mavericks game. They unveiled this Dirk Nowitzki statue that we have in the top right. And I don't know if you've seen this thing or not, but it is it is like a monstrosity. It's like 20 over 20 feet tall. And it's him doing his like lean back, uh, uh, you know, lean shot. It's yeah. pretty gangster, though. Like, I think that's that's pretty that's a that's a pretty cool um, statue to have up there. Yep. No, I, I actually the statue is actually super legit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, as far as. You know his signature one one foot fadeaway. You know what I mean. Um, but uh, but it is pretty crazy on just like how huge it is. It looks like it's gonna fall over. Like I'd kind of be nervous to walk underneath it. Like it looks like he's leaning so far back that he For might real. fall. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see that in person. Honestly, and oh, it's funny. Anthony wasn't just popping. He said he's gonna go down and see it in person. I go by downtown quite a bit. So yeah, you'll have to get us some some pictures and and do a, maybe a little bit of slack reporting. Uh, you know, you know, live from the field for us. Maybe uh, get us a little video of what that looks like when you see it, because that is pretty interesting. But um, yeah. I get it. You know, Dirk was very loyal. Um, I think um, it, it, it's funny. I think the thing says like they had a banner that they unveiled with it, and it might say it on the plaque or something, but it says something like "Loyalty never fades away." Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty gangster. You know, what I'm saying to go yeah. with the fadeaway statue. Mm-hmm. Um, and he brought them single-handedly that championship against the Heat, big three. So mm-hmm. um, you got to give it up, man. He played – he was on fire during that series. Like, seeing him play and just, you know, the 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 level of performance, you can't ever really, like, question that, you know, that series. So – Dude, it's literally the complete opposite of the, the 2006 championship when, when Miami went down and Dwayne Wade just went crazy. You know what I mean? Like, Mavericks yeah. also went down 0-2. And then Dirk just went ape shit against my boys, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, you you can't take that away. You know, what I mean, you definitely can't take that away from. Him. Agreed. Anthony Weston said he needs to go to a game. That would be cool. The Mavs tickets are, are I think they're kind of uh, kind of hot right now. You know, with with Luca and, and everything that really is helping them. Pop says over LeBron. <laughs> yeah, that's what you don't see in the statue. There is uh, yeah. is uh, him trying to be guarded. Um, a couple of the things we do have on here, though, the Nets, um, the one of the hottest teams in the league, uh, have a nine-game win streak that they're going on right now. Also, Kevin Durant passed um, Tim Duncan for, I think it was, hold on one second, for 15th on, 15th the, scoring, on the scoring list. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, he continues to move up the ranks. But, yeah, the Nets are getting hot at the right time. Yeah. And it's interesting to see if they can salvage the season. I'm just – I hate to say this out loud, but I'm just waiting for the next drama to happen, the next piece. <laughs> the next trade request, the next something. But I feel like if they can continue to focus on basketball, they're still a really, really good team. So, yeah, it, co- again, man, we talk about the football coaching, man. You know what I mean? It's like a coach can totally change. They have too much talent to be as bad as they were. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to be to be coming up in the, uh, you know, the play-in tournament and stuff like that you know, in the East. Like you guys are way too talented for that. Um but coaching changes everything. You know, you go in with a with an identity now, and not just a hey, we're going to rely on KD and and Kai to do one on one every single play. Right. You know what I mean? Now you got other guys getting involved. Other guys are making shots. They're relying on other dudes to hit open three. You know, it's just coaching, man. It's just coaching. So, 
now I, I'm with you. I'm still waiting for the next drama. I, I still don't see them. Like Celtics are just too damn good right now. I hate to say it. I hate that team, but they're just too damn good right now. 76ers are playing really, really well, too. I think they're on how many? What is it? Nine game win streak tonight, maybe possibly? Possibly tonight, nine. Yeah, they're right behind the Nets as another team that's heating up and moving up the ranks in the East. Um, yeah. And so I was wondering what Pops was thinking about that, if, he, if he's if he been watching his boys or if, if he's still a little bit upset with them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I definitely wanted to put them with the up arrow as well because they're they're getting hot right now, too. They're kind of working some things out, which is good to see. Um, in the middle, we have our kind of main story here. I, I wanted yeah. to put it a little bit bigger so we could check it out. But um, – John Morant got his new Nike logo. It was unveiled over this week. And then also his signature shoe, which we see here, he, he was rocking. Um, and a lot of people are making comparisons uh, to his logo on the top left to uh, Kobe's Mamba logo on, on the top right. I think the shape is kind of similar, but I, you know, I think that's kind of like stretching a little bit. Like, yeah. I, but I actually think that the John Morant um, is fire. Like the jaw and his initials with the Nike symbol underneath that. I, yeah. I really like the logo. So it's dope. It's dope. I think for like, especially like, I mean, I don't know about kids these days, you know, but shoes are even bigger now than they were for us. And we know how big and like important shoes were for us. Mm-hmm. So to like have your own signature shoe, that is pretty legit. And um, I think it's, it's, it's kind of cool for Jaw. He's been in line to get his for a while, but I think that the whole Kyrie Irving thing kind of yeah. accelerated them being like, okay, we need another signature line. We need another signature shoe, a point guard, small kind of shoe, small guy kind of shoe. So Yeah. And honestly, right now, who better than him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's especially cool, I got to give Memphis kudos. They're looking really good in the West, and they're one of those young and up-and-coming teams. That was another great Christmas Day game, though, uh, with the Warriors kind of eking it out. And, yeah. uh, and 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 Clay having a little bit of a flashback on defense. That that's cool. That was uh, but, cool. But the Grizzlies are definitely something to um, for them to be worried about, you know, in the long run. So <laughs> let's see. Um, Pop says Sixers still suck. Constructed this way, can't win a title. <laughs> um, but they're playing well. At least you never know what might happen in the playoffs. And Anthony West says Harden would consider going back to Houston. That's crazy. I don't think he, so. He what? missed the he missed the lifestyle. I'm saying he missed the lifestyle. True. He's put up a lot of banners and you know, he's put a lot of um people through college. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> For real. But um last little uh, little NBA story before we get going on there. Um it was just kind of interesting. I just wanted to see how y'all would feel. I, I'd be nervous with this one, but the the um Jazz were hosting the Spurs. Uh, I think it was yesterday and there was like a security incident. They had let started letting people into the building. There was like, they said like about a thousand people in the stands, fans that had come in. And then there was a security issue and they stopped all the rest of the fans from being able to come in. And they had to wait outside for like between 30 and 40 minutes. They said that there was like a delay before they let people continue coming in. I'd be tripping. Honestly, I I feel like um, that'd be kind of nerve wracking. You know what I'm saying? To be in there, especially the people that are already in there. They're like, yeah. okay, you're not letting nobody else in. Like, what's going on? Should I leave or whatever? But I'm yep. curious what it was. Um, but they basically just, um, you know, said that the threat was cleared and then they let everybody in. But the tip off was delayed about 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Honestly, I'm kind of with you, man. Like, it, I understand not wanting to to start like a riot, right? So, but like, but I do feel like once you say the issue is cleared. I kind of feel like you owe it to the people to kind of let let them all know kind of like what happened. Because you got to, 
you know what I mean? Like you got to like, like, let's just say it was a bomb threat, right? Like, you know, I, I would like the opportunity to be like, they said it's good, but like, give me the opportunity to be like, okay, I'll, I'll come back another day. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, like, I don't know. If you think the threat is gone, that's cool. But I still might be paranoid. You know what I'm saying? I still might be like, I, I, I'll rather go home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to take the risk. I'll watch um, this one from the crib. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would probably feel like that. And I wonder for those people that were inside, if they were allowed to leave or if it was just like the stadium was on lockdown because I would feel like that too. If I was inside and they said, Oh, we're not letting nobody more in. Yeah. I'd be like, is, if there's a reason for that, then I want out, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for like, real. For real. Don't leave me in limbo, but that's very interesting. You know, with so many, well, I hate to say this, you know what I'm saying? Like knock on wood type of thing, but with so many people, in so many games and in mass gatherings, I always feel a little uncomfortable like that. Oh, Any that many people, you know, because if something were to happen, you know, how many people can realistically get out? What's going to happen, type of thing. So that would probably have me super anxious if I was uh, in, in that scenario. One of those fans, like you said, I'd probably be watching from the crib. I'd be like, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, dip out. So <laughs> I'm gonna scout these tickets on the outside and uh, I'm gonna head back to the crib. <laughs> right. Yeah, Kelly said, if I was inside and they stopped letting people in, I'd be freaking out. Same for me. I'd be like, okay, wait a minute, because if you're just trying to minimize the casualties, I don't, I, I don't want to be one of them. You know, what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no, I, I got to get up out of here. So, exactly. um, interesting story, though. Definitely wanted to kind of mention that one, but um, we'll see if more comes out about that. I doubt that they will. Like you said, they won't want to cause like concern and panic. But that story enough for me made me made me feel a little bit anxious. So, let me out. Anthony Weston says it was a story. So that is true then that he he does want to go back to Houston. Pop says good riddance. <laughs> so that would be interesting to see if it plays out. But I feel like Harden has, has you know, he's like a cat with nine lives. Like, you use up your lives, man. Like, there's no more now. Now you just got to play, be as good as you can, and hope things work out. But you can't keep just saying, I want to go here, I want to go there. Um, I feel like, especially as time goes on and his skills diminish, like, it just don't work like that anymore for you. So. Um, but for we'll me, see. Like, um, what do you want? He doesn't know that that's the problem. Yeah, like, for, like what, is it, what is it that you want? Like, are you are you looking to go and just catch up with D'Antoni somewhere? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you right. looking to actually compete for a top championship? Like, because you still ain't got one? I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because he said all the right things when he went to the Nets. Then he said all the right things when he went to the Sixers. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to trust it. Nope. All right, let's keep this thing moving, though. Let's go to our last topic of the night. So what's next again? Other sports. Oh, yeah, yeah, other sports. Okay, yeah. so, so not like not football. Yeah, yeah, not football. basketball. We did that already. Oh, okay, like like hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah like hockey. Hockey, hockey feel okay. me? Okay, like, like, oh, like baseball. Yes, you know sir. Yes, sir. Like, like soccer, right? There we go. Like soccer. Like other sports. Yeah. All right, we got other sports to round out the show. A couple different things going on here, but the main biggest things for other sports this weekend is the New Year's Six Bowl games and just the fact yeah. that we're in full bowl season as it is. Um, I'm super excited for the college football playoff games that will be happening on Saturday. We got TCU versus Michigan and then Ohio State versus Georgia. Um, yeah. I think those should be some pretty good games. Honestly, I don't know why, but I'm more nervous about this game than any Georgia game so far this year. Um, I'm not exactly sure why. I guess it's just because it, it really, really matters now. But I still expect them to to make it through and and to go back to back. But I was kind of thinking maybe we should do some predictions for these games. 
um, with with the slackers. I think that would be pretty uh, pretty legit. Yeah. Kelly says, woohoo, go dogs. Anthony Weston says, you guys got to put the National Badminton Tournament on there. <laughs> we do need to um, film some new intros. You know what I'm saying? We need to we need to film some new intros soon. So we'll mm-hmm. have to work on that. Maybe we can add some badminton, badminton in there. But um, but out of the out of besides the two playoff games, out of the New Year's six games, those other four, what do you like most out of those matchups? Uh <laughs> hate all these teams. Now, uh, I think the Sugar Bowl, like I, you know, I, <laughs> I think the Sugar Bowl is probably one of the biggest ones. You know, what I'm saying I really have to see um, how Alabama kind of finishes the year. I know their two best players are, uh, said that they're actually going to play in that game. I'm curious if they're going to play the whole game or if they're going to play like half of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Um, USC, I'm curious too. You know, what I'm saying still a little, uh, still a little butthurt about quarterback and and coach jumping ship. You know what I'm saying? So looking for USC's demise. <laughs> you know, so a little bit like see them lose. But I think right. the Orange Bowl might actually be pretty good. I think Tennessee and Clemson, I think those teams are probably pretty evenly matched. So I'm curious to see how that game's going to go too, but I think one of the ones I'm kind of really curious about is the uh, the Alabama game. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they're going to want to come out and make a statement, you know, and let people know that they're mad that they didn't make the playoff and that's fine, you know, that's their that's their right, but right. I agree though. If they come out and they start to stomp on Kansas State are those players going to be, you know, those those top draft picks, those top five players, Anderson and Bryce Young, going to be I'm wanting sure. to play the whole game or not? Um, or is Kansas State going to potentially give them a fight? You know, you never know. Yeah. Um, Anthony Weston says he's interested in that one as well. He says K-State is my sister's alma mater. Yeah. Also mentioned long time off for these teams. That's what I don't like. I know. You know either. That This first playoff game especially, that gives teams the most – time to prepare and to scheme and i feel like there's more upsets that happen in that first playoff weekend than in the finals you know what i mean yeah. um but you know that's more time for ohio state to prepare for us i don't know if that's what's making me nervous but it's more time for our defense to prepare for them too so yeah um, i just am kind of anxious though just to get it get it popping and to see if they can yeah it get it over with get it started yeah exactly i'm ready because it was a long time off and it has been a long wait to since we've been able to see them play um but let's go ahead and go down and make some predictions. So TCU, Michigan, um, I've got Michigan in that one. I, I feel like that they feel they have unfinished business. So um, I'm going with Michigan in that one. Who you got in that one? I got Michigan as well. I think they're really talented. And, you know, it's one of those things too, man. It's like, you know, you want to get back some of these bigger old college teams who have been, you know, who, who make college football, college football, kind of get back to that championship. So I think Michigan again too. Yeah, I agree. Um it's better. It's same same thing with you know the Lakers in the NBA or yeah. you know the Yankees in in baseball. It's like when those franchise banner teams are doing well, like it just helps everybody. So yeah. Um, um, Anthony Weston's going for TCU in that game. Texas Pride, uh, Ohio State, Georgia. I'm going with Georgia. I, I think that they have enough to get it done. Um, as long as the offense doesn't stall out too much, um, we 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 should be be fine with that one. Who do you got in that one though? I got Georgia in this game too. They're they're better all around. Um, but I think that, you know, I feel like Stroud's gonna be the second pick in the draft regardless, but he still has to play hard. You know what I mean? Like he still needs a really big game, I think, to uh to at least give Ohio State a chance, you know what I'm saying? But um I, I just feel like that Georgia defense is just too much for everybody, in my opinion. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think you're right about uh, about CJ Stroud. I think he's gonna be a great player, but we're gonna uh we're gonna teach him a thing or two. About how how uh, Georgia plays. Oh, Georgia Let's go down. 
Let's go down the New Year's Six Bowl games. Do you want to um, make a prediction for those? Tennessee, Clemson, who you got in that one? Yeah, Clemson, man. I feel like they're just, you know, I feel like they're probably a little better coach. I think Tennessee had a great run, but they kind of struggled towards the end of the season. I think Clemson wins it. I agree. Yeah, Tennessee got a little bit ahead of themselves this year, which is great for building the program. Yeah. You know, they're. I don't, I don't think they're really ready at that level yet, so I'm going with Clemson. Um Sugar Bowl, Alabama, Kansas State. I, I think we're. I, I'm on Alabama for that one. I'm going for Kansas State, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the Cotton Bowl, USC should be able to to take care of Tulane, in my opinion. Yeah, they should. Um, Tulane had a good season, but USC should definitely finish this one out. Agreed. Agreed. And then um, Utah versus Penn State, which actually is going to be like probably the more physical game out of all, right. and that should be a pretty fun game to watch. For sure. For sure. I uh, I don't know, man. I think I probably I don't know. Penn State might get the dub, but Utah's been really good this year too. So we'll see. That one might be actually a really good one. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a close game, kind of a toss up. But I'm going with Utah now, and I feel like they prepare for their opponents well, and they're yeah. a physical team like that. That's you know when it gets down to it, that's what wins a lot of football games. Very true. Um, Anthony, yes, the Tennessee quarterback is out for that game, so he will not be playing. Um, some other things on here. We have the Premier League has returned. My my favorite soccer team, Arsenal, is doing really well. They actually have a, a pretty nice lead. They have a seven-point lead in the Premier League table. It's just under halfway through the season, and, and it was good to see them return from the World Cup and get a, a victory to kind of start their campaign up again. Um, I don't know. I'm trying not to get my hopes up for them, but I think this might be the year that they actually win the Premier League title. Yeah. So we'll we'll be keeping close tabs on that. Some boxing news, Jermel Charlo. Um People are saying he's ducking this guy. Um, his name is Tim Sue. I don't know how to say his last name exactly, but I think that's how. But he's an Australian guy with big power. Um, Jamal Jamal Charlo was gonna was gonna fight him on January 28th, but now uh, got a doctor's note saying he has a fracture in his hand. Um, everybody's wanting to see the actual X-rays to see the receipts. You know, they're like, if you had an X-ray, then why don't you show us the actual fracture? Yeah. Um, if you're in that position, what do you think? Like, would you show it? Or would you feel like you don't have to show that? Like, people should just believe you. <laughs> I feel like if it's me, no one cares. But I, I do kind of feel like in, in where you're – I don't know. It's tough. Should he have to? Absolutely not. HIPAA, right? But at the same time, it's kind of like – you know, at the same time, you know, like you're, you're boxing, you're a high-profile boxer – and you're like, oh, all of a sudden, like, oh, I can't do it. If you if you got it, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got it and you actually had the fracture, just, there's no real reason to hide it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, right. it just kind of is what it is. Either you have the fracture or you don't. And if you got if you got the the doctor's note to say that you have an actual fracture, you don't like. I don't know, but he he, it's so tricky. You know what I'm saying? It's like as a fan, it's like, yeah, I kind of want to see it too. You know what I'm right. saying? But. Right. But like, you know, he but nah, he shouldn't have to feel obligated to show these people, fans or whatever, you know, his his uh his business. His business you know what I'm saying? So I agree. I think that's what's funny, is like for me, I'd be like, screw you, like I don't have to show nothing. Like it is, <laughs> right? it is. um, because they are still gonna fight. This is like a mandatory title defense for him. Yeah, and so they are still gonna fight, but people are saying he's scared of the power, that he's trying to figure things out, he needs more time. Um my thing is, though, if he, I, I wouldn't show anything, I don't think he has to show anything. Yeah. But when the fans started questioning him and then he came out and he's like, look, I'll show you a picture of my doctor's note. Like, to me, I'm like, why even show the doc? Once you show something, you might as well show the actual x-ray. Like, exactly. the doctor's note doesn't mean anything. Like, so taking a picture of that, 
is weird, like to me. Um, bro, this doctor is so corrupt nowadays. That doctor don't, don't mean nothing, right? Exactly. Like, we got doctor's notes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For um, real, Pop says giving critical information to the opponent. I see that I agree with that. They could have just said, I have a hand injury. Right. And not say like it's this, this or that, and maybe that's why they don't want to show the fracture to show where it's at or to show yeah. where the weakness might be. Um, but but we'll see. I don't know. I just feel like once he like stepped out to try to show receipts, like then you got to show the right ones or else. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we don't give a damn about this receipt. And speaking of doctor's notes, too, our last story of the week we got Carlos Correa. Correa, um, you know, was one of the bigger free agents, um, mm-hmm. position player free agents. This year um, in MLB, he um, he signed with the Giants, and I want to get the numbers right, 13 years, $350 million, right? Yeah. And um, then failed his physical. There was an issue with his leg. And so they, instead of working things out, he actually spurned the Giants and signed with the Mets for 12 years, $315 million. So a, one less year and a little bit less money per year. Um, now going through the physical with the Mets, he also failed the physical for the same reason. So um, apparently right now the uh, the Mets and Correa's people are working, th- working working through it is how they described it. But he's already said that he's trying to um, he's not trying to renegotiate the contract that they agreed upon. So yep. um, we'll see. I'm wondering exactly how bad this leg issue is. But why did he think that it was going to be a different result? That's my I was, question. I was thinking the same exact thing when I saw this. I was like. Do they do like if you have a leg that that injury is not going away? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you like the teams want to know the same exact thing. So what do they think they're just gonna be like? Oh, okay. Well, he failed it in San Francisco. Let's let's not test the leg here. Like no, that's a huge investment. You know that's a huge three hundred plus million dollars. Like that's crazy huge. They want to. They're they're like no, nah, we can't give you that much money if if there's an injury hindering you for any reason. Like there's no way. So. Right. I have no idea why he thought that he was going to pass this one up to fail on that one. Yeah, I agree. That's that's my question, too. Um, but, you know, especially I, I agree with what they're saying um, as far as, like, the longevity, too, of it. Like, if there's an injury concern now and we're talking about a 12-year contract and he's already – well, what is he like? I think he's, like, 28 or approaching 30 already. So, yeah, he's he's, so yeah, he's, he's not a young – he's not young in the game, like, as far as he's been around for a while. Yeah. So – uh, we'll see if he lands this big contract or not. I, I think that they're trying to put more contingencies and make it so that not all that money is guaranteed. Um, but we'll find out what's happening with that. Pop says serves him right. <laughs> um, Unk says, so who did Carlos Correa sign with? So he's still signed with the Mets, Unk, but he's still working through. They're trying to work through the physical issue to see if the, he's actually going to join them or not. But he's kind of in limbo with the Mets yeah. right now. Anthony Weston says he's going to end up on another one-year contract with the third team. That'd be crazy if somebody just came out of nowhere and was like, look, we might be a contender. Let us just, you know, give him $30 million for the one year, and he can prove himself and kind of do it that way. Um, but that would be a that would be kind of a big gamble. So we'll see how this saga ends, but it's kind of interesting that he's like one of the last remaining, like more, more prized uh, position players. You know, there's still some pitchers out there, but he's yeah. one of the biggest free agents left out there, so – We'll see what ends up happening with, with him. I think that's all we really had for this this week, though. Um, yeah. We we did our thing on that one, and yeah, we'll talk more about the bowl games for sure. Basketball is just kind of rolling along, and then then the playoff scenarios in football, we're watching those very closely. But um, but yeah, um, um, uh, another great week, you know, with the holidays and stuff. Lots of sports. 
on last weekend and lots of sports to look forward to this weekend as well. So, um, Alex said, has you see, have you seen the salaries of soccer players? Yeah. Soccer players is insane. The, the type mm. of money that they make that that's that, that's that real international money. Um, and then also too, so many leagues competing for these top guys. So if you're, you're, if you're a, a top flight soccer player, you got a lot of options on where to go. So, um, Anthony Weston says, you know you have money when one year for $30 million is a kid. <laughs> but, hey, I can see the Yankees doing it, you know. I can oh. see them try it or something like that. I don't know. So, um, but, yeah, but um, one thing I did want to mention real quick, I forgot to mention earlier, is I want to shout out Unk yeah. for winning this year's uh, pick em, or sorry, this week's pick em. So that's his second win of the year, and this year it was 14-2. and two, So great job. Uh, only missed a couple. Um, oh, mom's right on time too. Yeah. Only mi- mi- missed a, a couple. I think the Titans and and one other game that that Unk missed. So great job with that. Fourteen and two. Um, that's that's super legit. You know, that's what we aspire to do. So great job, Unk. Sure. Your second time. You can't claim his luck this time. You know what I'm saying? Before you try to say, oh, I just got lucky. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? That's You're doing something right. So good job with close. that. It was only a couple weeks ago. So yeah. Yeah, and keep those picks coming. Uh, see, I knew you were gonna say that. He says that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and um, and Anthony Weston, I wasn't gonna mention it, but yeah, he, uh, he's he said he was upset with his fantasy team. So the the children of Thanos, man, they're going for the three peat. We 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 scraped our way into the playoffs, and uh, we 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 took out the number one seed, the Miramadons, this weekend, and so I was very excited about that. I have a chance to go for the three peat. And um, so wish me luck. You know what I'm saying? Cut some players if you have to. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But, uh, but yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm really hoping I can, I can bring it home for us for us one more time. So um, thank you, Anthony, for a great battle, though. It was close, like, all weekend, literally, like, after Thursday, after Saturday, after Sunday, and going into last night, we needed Keenan Allen to have a big one, and, and, and he had uh, 20 points for me last night to bring us back, so. Uh, so that was super legit. So thank you, thank you, Keenan Allen. Sorry, Weston, but that was a great battle, and and you had a great team this year. So I, I was nervous, but I'm glad we made it through. Um, Unc said, "When are we doing NBA pick'em? We got to figure that out because Unc has given a surprise to give out. So we're gonna do an NBA pick'em. At this point, though, we missed the Christmas day. We might have to do it an MLK type of thing. We might have to do an MLK day because that's a big basketball weekend." Um, and sure. I think basically every team plays either the Sunday or the Monday of MLK weekend. So, yeah. so maybe we'll do a pick them for that. We'll do all those matchups and then whoever wins that pick them will win, will win the prize that, uh, so, you know, um, so graciously gave us. So, um, I think we'll do the, the pick them for MLK. That'll be a cool celebration. And then also Unc, real quick mentioned Ed Reed coaching Bethune Cookman, Bethune Cookman. We did not mention that, but thank you for texting us that. Text us that right before the show. I think that's legit. You know, it might be like another Deion Sanders situation. Some more mm-hmm. high-profile coaches getting a chance to get like build real programs there and then move up. Um, I'm wishing him the best. What do you think? Uh, me too, man. Same thing. Uh, you know, you're you already know how I feel about Ed Reed. That's my favorite safety all time, man. So, um, shout outs to him. Uh, you know, love to see him back doing something. You know, what I'm saying with within football and. You know what better to be to be coaching the uh, the next generation. So, um, pass out to him. I, I hope I hope he does well. Like I said, I hope he does. Uh, kind of like you know how Dion did with um, Jackson State. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That would be really dope. Um, and Uncle hopes he does well as as well. So it should be good. Yeah, the defense the defense should be good at the very least. 
For Sometimes real. I always wonder about some of those guys that where they're really smart and also like they have really great instincts. It's like it's hard to coach that, right? So can you coach that? Can you repeat that and get your players to start seeing things like you did? But um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm wishing nothing but the best for him, and we'll have to watch that program and, and see how they uh, see how they lost. <laughs> There you go, David, the uh, the big the big uh, Ravens fan. He said, "Just in time to hear Ed Reed's name." That's hilarious. There you go. Thank uh, you, David, for for joining the show. We appreciate it. Um, and and yeah, Ed Reed's name is always a great one to hear for sure. Um, but thank you for joining the show, even though you're a little late. We're about to sign it off, but um, hope you have a, a happy New Year, and hope everybody out there um stays safe this weekend. I know I'll be at the crib. I'm not I'm not going anywhere uh, sure. on New Year's. I'm going to be at the crib watching my Georgia Bulldogs, you know what I'm saying, advance yeah. in the playoffs, and then um, all day New Year's probably just kicking in and watching football. This will be the first New Year's in a while where we have Sunday football, NFL football, full slated games on the NFL, and then also the bowl games as well. So that should be pretty exciting. That should be pretty cool to watch. So, yeah. um, good stuff there. But, yeah, until next time, that was episode 174 of Say Like a Champ. Um, Happy New Year's again to all the slackers out there. Anthony West says, I'll be at home with the PS5. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the place to be. Yeah. Um, Stephanie Washington, happy New Year's, everyone. Happy New Year's to you too as well. Stay safe, especially out there in Vegas. I know it go, I know it gets cracking yep. out there. So uh, definitely stay safe. But until next time, um, or no, Strizzy, real quick, do you have anything you wanted to add? No, man, that, that was basically it, man. You hit the hit the nail on the coffin, man. Um, just stay safe out there. You know what I'm saying? New Year's is it's a, it's a wild time of year, you know what I'm saying? So if you're going to be out and about, just make sure you're safe and, you know, stay stay within your group, you know what I mean? Stay within your group. Yeah, stay with your peoples. Strizzy and I have personally seen some crazy stuff. Yeah, like it's together. a wild stuff. So, um, yeah, we know how it, it can be. But, yeah, definitely stay safe out there. And um, and we'll see you all in 2023. Oh, no, no, we'll see you all one more time. Thursday, secure the bag. Watch that so you can get our, our picks for this week. And then we'll see y'all with episode 175 in 2023. Uh, but until then, it's your boy A-Dub. And your boy Strizzy. Signing off for our boy Marcus, too. Wishing Peace. him the best as well. Peace. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts, and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.